Alright, Blatcast. You wanted the best. You've got the best. The greatest podcast in the world. The Blatcast. Welcome to the Blatcast. As always, I am Christian Blatt and uh, very excited to uh, welcome back to the show Rich Kosak from Mr. Speed, uh, the greatest Kiss tribute band uh, in the world. You don't just have to say in the country, you can say in the world. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I appreciate getting the chance to chat again. Absolutely, my friend. Every time you ask me, it's... <laughs> it's not even a, a, a question whether or not I'm going to do this. You and I go way back and I'm honored to be we, here. We, we do go way back. And, uh, you know, you've uh, you, you stuck with me during a, an unfortunate incident where I didn't record the interview we did. But uh, I think uh, we've made up for it. You know, we're streaming live on YouTube now. I can't lose this one. You know, okay. it's, it's already going out there. There's nothing I can do to lose it. Well, I guess that's not true. I could accidentally delete the video. So you know what? I just jinxed myself. Anyway, um, we are here to talk about the end of the end of the road tour. Uh, but I at first want to touch base on uh, Mr. Speed and uh, everything that's uh, going on over there with uh, your band. Uh, just take a moment. So the is it next year the band will have been around 35 years? Did I do that math correctly? Uh, you did that math incorrectly like oh. I did in high school. Okay, um, great. <laughs> it, is, it is 30. We're celebrating okay. our 30th anniversary. All right. Yeah. So 30th anniversary. That's, uh, by the way, still very impressive, uh, even though I tried to give you an extra five years. Uh, so talk a little <laughs> bit about that and how the fact that, uh, you know, I, I sent you a clip, uh, I think it was just last week. Uh, I uh, called into Eddie Trunk's show on Sirius XM, and we were listing our, our favorite five favorite uh, Kiss songs from the the '70s, which is no small order. But uh, I, I snuck in there when I said number five, Mr. Speed, which is also the best Kiss tribute band. So I wanted you to know that uh, always banging the drum. But <laughs> yes. there's proof that you're the best uh, tribute band. I remember we talked about this the first time I ever talked to you. There was there was like an actual competition that uh, your band won, right? Yes, there was actually two of them. Uh, you know, when Kiss did the Monster Mini Golf in Vegas back in 2012, they needed something to hype it. So they thought, hey, let's let's go after the world's best Kiss tribute band. So 200 bands from around the world entered. Sorry if you weren't one of them. Um, and then, then they narrowed it down over fan voting. Uh, they narrowed it down to 20. And then for three days, fans got the vote on the top four. We made the top four. Everybody flew to Vegas. You had 20 minutes or four songs, whatever happened first, to prove, you yeah. know, your metal. And uh, we did it. And I remember asking Tommy Thayer, who was the main judge that day, why he chose us. And he simply just looked at me and said, because you guys played like a band. And I was very proud of that. Uh, we rehearsed like a, a boxer rehearses for a fight for that. We had about five weeks to, to get ready for it. And I think we practiced twice a week for five weeks and we were ready to go when we, when we got out to Vegas. And then the second one was during the uh, pandemic, which was done on social media through Facebook. Um, and again, it was opened up to kiss bands around the world. It was voted on by some, some pretty heavy rockers, uh, Dave Ellison of Megadeth, oh, sure. Charlie, Charlie Benante of uh, Anthrax. Um, and we were chosen as the winner of that one too, by a slim margin, but we still won it. So those are two distinctions, um, two different times in my life and my career where I've competed against other guys that are in KISS bands, um, and we came out on top. 
So that's uh, that's great to hear. Uh, and uh, I've managed to see the band a few times uh, over the years. And our visual audience uh, can actually see, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this seemed to be the most current uh, image of the band that I could find uh, of everybody here. But uh, I need to focus on the fact that uh, for Kiss Nerds, it's very exciting that you have your, your drummer in the Fox makeup, which... Uh, unfortunately, my my buddy and uh, co-host Will Sterling uh, was not able to be here on the show today. He's a huge fan, not just of Eric Eric Carr, but of the Fox makeup. So, uh, talk about how people respond to that, because obviously, if you're a casual Kiss fan or maybe just a rock fan who knows a couple Kiss songs, you think of the the cat makeup. So, do, do you find it at, at all a, a hard sell? Are promoters ever like? Can you put them in the cat makeup or has everybody pretty much embraced the fact that the, that you have the Fox makeup now in the band? Okay. So one thing I've learned over my 30 years is how you sell your product is going to convince people that it's worth seeing or buying or hearing. So we spent 28 years paying tribute to Peter and I really felt like we had given him the respect that he deserved. So when our, previous drummer decided to leave and I was looking for something new. I just mentioned it, you know, thought about it to myself. And I reached out to a friend of mine named Kevin. Uh, Kevin, I said, Kevin, I need some drummers locally that might, you know, be able to work in my band. Who do you know? He gave me one name. I had one interview and you're looking at him in that photo. I mean, I, I met with Rich uh, we spent about three hours talking. Um, and I asked him, I said, how do you feel about being Eric Carr of the Fox? And he said, you know what? I can do both. I said, no, I really, really want to change things up. I like to do what the other bands aren't doing. Now, there are a couple of other Kiss bands around that that do pay tribute to Eric. Uh, but, you know, we do it where it's all the same era. We're all wearing the same outfits now. Um, we're paying tribute to the 1980 set list that Kiss took to Australia in Europe, uh, you know, with some other flavorings dropped in. But, you know, Rich was the only guy that I auditioned, the only guy that I interviewed. And the fan response to this has been overwhelming. We thought we were going to, you know, get our ass kicked, but we didn't. The fans have loved it. Um, Rich loves the fans. He he used to be in a Metallica tribute band, if you can believe it, for 14 years. So he's definitely got the chops to be Eric Carr. Um, and the coolest thing about it, Christian, is when we were going through it and we were going to announce it, we were filming our video and all this sort of thing. I reached out to Eric's sister, Loretta, and I told her what we were doing. Now, she was aware of our band, but she didn't really follow us that closely. But when I told her that we were going to bring her brother's persona into the band. She got acutely interested in us and she gave us her 110% support um, for what we were doing. We sent her the videos, we sent her photos. She was sharing it on her social media. So to have that connection to Eric's family with what we were doing was exceptionally special to our band. So the, the overwhelming response has been two thumbs up to the whole thing. 
Well, that's great to hear. And the interesting thing you mentioned that previously Rich had been in a Metallica tribute band. Uh, I, I would imagine that, you know, if you're basically recreating Lars, you're you're ready to do what Eric Carr did. Now, do you ever have to get him to slow down? Because does he sit does he sit at the kit and want to play like Eric in the uh, Animalized Live Uncensored, where I believe <laughs> I believe Detroit Rock City goes about a, a minute and a half because he plays it so fast? No, no. Sometimes you have to get him to shut up like Lars. <laughs> you know, that's what we have to get him to do. But, uh, yeah. No, he has brought um, Rich uh, and his wife, Angie, have brought a, a renewed freshness into the band. Much needed. We didn't realize how much we needed it until it happened that things within the band and the culture in the band had gotten kind of shitty. And so we pulled a couple of teeth, a couple of teeth fell out and everything within the band right now is great. And we're super excited. And anybody who's ever played in a band knows how important that is. Anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows how important it is to keep the harmony uh, within it um, as good as it can possibly be, because everybody wants to be the center of attention. Everybody right. needs their diaper changed from time to time. It's just part of the business. But the way we are right now within Mr. Speed is the best it's ever been. And I couldn't be more proud of what we put on the road. Well, uh, I, I know it's a, it's a different lineup, but uh, I wanted to touch on the fact that uh, it was about a year and a half ago. I was in South Jersey for my cousin's wedding and uh, you guys were playing about an hour away. And uh, I was like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> so uh, I actually saw you guys at the Landis Theater yeah. in, uh, in Vineland. And uh, that was uh, that was very fun. You actually shouted me out from the stage and uh, people booed when you mentioned I was a Mets fan because that's kind of Philly's country. It's that part of New Jersey. But it was a, it was a lot of fun. It's a beautiful theater. I believe you guys have played there again since then, right? Just once. Yeah, we played there yeah. this past May. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, it's great. I, I, I know the comedian Don Jameson fairly well, and I think that's his neck of the woods and he, he, he really hypes up that uh, venue. So I'd heard of it. It was great. Uh, yeah. I've seen you a, a few times. The first time I, I actually got to see the band was when you were on uh, my, my pal Katie Darrell's show for access TV that uh, unfortunately she doesn't have anymore. The uh, world's greatest tribute beds. I'm glad she's still over there at access. I'm glad she's, uh, you know, keeping rock alive as they say, but uh, I missed that show. And uh, it was a, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I know that uh, I've talked to you about it before that uh, you weren't as happy with your performance on that show as you could have been, but I, you know, I just thought it was great. And uh, you know, my, my friend, uh, Will, who I just mentioned, he and I were there that day. We had a great time and uh, that really started out, you know, and and uh, I, I think we just talked about the show that we had seen, you know, and we liked it. And then you reached out to me and I believe that you know, it was just one of those like, oh, OK, well, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about it? It was like that no. simple, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Was, and, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not really going to say no, you know, <laughs> but uh, so yeah. and the in in light of that uh in light of the fact that he couldn't be here uh there you are with uh, my buddy will uh after the oh. show he actually did oh the my star. god <laughs> yeah how awful yeah, yeah that's why i want to do over please get that off the screen yeah that, that's just <laughs> awful you know yeah. the best one of the cool things about us it's been a 30-year evolution sure you know? and we we started out making i can remember the first costumes we ever made back in 1995 we made them ourselves and the second show that we did, I think, or the first show we did in them, my one of my platforms, you know, sheared off, and I almost fell right over the oh, monitor no. uh, beneath my microphone. 
you know, it's it's funny now because these guys that play in these tribute bands um, and I you can get me started on. So I, I defend it um, tooth and nail. I, I, I think the term is, you know, there's a big difference in my world between a cover band and a tribute band. Um, you know, a mutual friend of ours, Kenny Metcalf. Uh, oh my he, gosh, I yeah. think he, Kenny believes the same way. And yeah. he does Elton John. And, and, you know, I, he goes all out. But um, my point is, in 1994, when Mr. Speed started, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have uh, companies that made costumes. We didn't have, you know, all this, this stuff. These guys have that now at their fingertips and still can't even do it well. You know, and that's the, the thing. You know, I have such respect for Kiss. Um, I don't give a crap what you think about the version of the band that was at MSG or anything like that. Any clown out there who can play an instrument and is given the chance to be in a band is going to jump at that chance. Don't tell us you're not because you are. You know, yeah. and Tommy and Eric, they did their job for 20, 25 years. You know, um, just like anything else in life, it evolves, it changes. It's never going to stay the same. I wrote a big manifesto the other day, Christian, that I was going to post on my Facebook page. And I've I've hesitated in doing it because I, I I just don't know if it's something that should be shared because just like what I'm saying now, it's opinion. Everybody's, yeah, opinion, you know, and I just don't know if I want to put it out there to. Uh, but I was really kind of dis disgusted with the. Um, the repercussions after the shows the other day, but I know you want to get into all that. Yeah, no, no. We'll, and believe me, we'll talk about all of it. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I, but I, I, in, in the big picture, I mean, I'm with you in the sense that, you know, look, uh, after Eric Carr passed away, uh, obviously, you know, Paul had worked with Eric Singer before and he was in the band for a while. And then, so after, you know, Peter leaves and comes back and then leaves again, Eric was a person that made the most sense. And, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, he's, by a lot he's got like the third most tenure in the band you know mm -hmm. and and yeah. tommy was somebody they knew tommy's a great musician you know and uh he was in black and blue he was at a kiss tribute band and uh you know i think it, it and it's not like oh this is a this is something they did a couple years ago these guys have been out there for a while and i'll be honest i've i've told people this before uh i i kind of lost the thread on kiss for a few years after the the farewell tour it wasn't even an intentional thing so i went to go see them with Aerosmith. So I think that's 2003. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that wasn't Ace until like four songs in when Paul says, this is Tommy. I'm like, what? So <laughs> I just, you know, I was like, and I looked at him like, I guess that doesn't look like him, but you know, my seats weren't good enough, Rich, where I could tell that that wasn't him. You know, yeah. you, right? you know, I was, I'm not just, you know, that's not just a kiss ticket. It's a kiss and Aerosmith ticket. And even 20 years ago, that still cost a lot. So, uh, and I was like, Oh, this guy's great. I mean, okay. So I mean, I never even had a moment to think otherwise. And, you know, people are very opinionated about it, about Kiss and, of course, about everything. And it's fine if somebody's like, yeah, I don't want to see it if it's not the original four. It's fine. I know people that are like, I don't want to see Skid Row without Sebastian Bach. That's also fine. But I've seen them a couple times with different singers. It's still a good band. But you don't have to go. Nobody's right. making you. Nobody's making right. you go and see these nope. shows. Nobody's making you go and see nope. Kiss at Madison Square Garden if it's not the Kiss that you wanted to see, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it, it is an evolution and, you know, uh, just, uh, one other picture that I wanted to share from earlier. This is, this isn't uh, specifically about your band, but it's the same event, 
uh, that world's greatest tribute band and just proof that everything changes uh, on like the, the red carpet ahead of time, there were uh, LA Kiss uh, cheerleaders. And this is uh, me and some of the podcast guys about 10 years ago, which I can't believe it's almost 10 years ago that this happened. So, you know, even Kiss there, there's the, uh, hey, let's try arena football. Oh, it didn't really work. But, you know, it came out of that arena football, though, was that uh, they did a concert for season ticket holders at the, the arena in Anaheim, uh, the Honda Center. And I mean, it was it was kind of like it was an arena, but it was kind of like a smaller show. And uh, I was able to go to that show because I, I, you know, I was just like, hey, can you can you get me into that? So I wasn't a season ticket holder. I got to go to this show that it was like they were trying out their set list for the cruise. So it was like a different okay. sort of, you know, I, it was the first time I'd heard Creatures of the Night and Forever. They did Tears Are Falling for the first time in a while. So I was like. Hey, uh, the LA kiss wasn't a total loss for me. I, I mean, I never went to a game, but, uh, I got to go to that cool show, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just about trying different things, you know? And I mean, you know, uh, kiss have, you know, some, some popular albums. You're focused on the unmasked, uh, album that era right now, which, uh, I think has some great songs on there. And I am, I, you and I have talked about it before. I'm like only a little bit embarrassed, but I love that song, Shandy. It's such a good song. I don't care that it's not really a Kiss song. You know, it's so catchy. It's a huge hit in Australia, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and obviously, you know, the the Elder was another trying something different. And uh, then of course there's the grunge album, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Carnival of Souls. So it's mm -hmm. like, they tried a lot of things and, they, you know, there's a sweet spot of the stuff that worked, but you don't have to, you don't have to like any of it, much less like all of it. You know what I'm saying, Rich? Yeah. You know, and, and in the thing that I wrote the other day, Christian, you know, I was, I, I listen to all these fans now and I, I listen to them so upset about what they didn't get and what they feel they're entitled yeah. to and all this. And I want to ask them, I said, were you, did you see the Lick It Up tour? You know, when I saw the Lick It Up tour in Pittsburgh, they were, they were playing a theater that held 3,400 people. Okay. They weren't playing Madison Square Garden. You know, they yeah. weren't playing to 18,000 people. So were you, did you go to see that tour or did you hop on, you know, because now it's hip to be a Kiss fan and it's cool because you can buy guitars and, you know, now everybody's making a little bit more money and look how flashy I am because I have paintings and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It's what I always, I'm so proud of the fact that I grew up in the era of the initial wave of Kiss. Yeah. You know, when the only way you found out about the band was by going to your newsstand and buying Hit Parader or Cream or Grooves Magazine, you know, and then you carried that to school and then you got ridiculed because you were the only kid in school. That I mean, that shit really happened to me. And I know it happened to thousands of other fans around the world. Um, but these people now today that call themselves KISS fans, it's disgusting. It's like all it is is people are just trying to rape everybody for money, for this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, it, I don't know whatever happened to just being cool with your friends, yeah. you know. Um, I'm in negotiations with a guy right now for a KISS poster, as a matter of fact. And he he's a friend of mine here in Cleveland. And, you know, he's telling me, I can get this for that poster. I can get that for that poster. But he says, I'd really like you to, you know, we'll see if it works out. But I don't need it. It's certainly not going to save my life. My yeah. point is, we we don't need all this stuff in our life. You either want to be a KISS fan because it does something to your heart and soul, or you don't. It's yeah. just like anything else. You know, you can buy the ticket to go see the show, or you cannot buy the ticket. But nobody wants to hear your goddamn opinion about it. 
you know, so, yeah. you know, it just, that's so, one of the things I just hate about social media. I really do. When my band is over, I'm getting rid of my page. I, I just, I want yeah, to, no, <laughs> I can, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, you and I are, uh, and you've been on, we're familiar with, uh, you know, this big uh, KISS podcast called Three Sides of the Coin, and I am uh, a member of their Facebook group, and somebody posted something, I think it was yesterday, and they were like, you know, this group was a lot more fun before the last show, just because there have been so many opinions and negative mm -hmm. opinions, and it's fine to have a negative opinion, but it's like, okay, but you don't need to shoot down the person who was like, ah, oh, that was really great, yeah. uh, and, and, and I'm glad I was there. Uh, you know, and look, there's different times to get in. Uh, I, I always like to uh, share this image from the first time I saw Kiss, which was on mm -hmm. the Hot in the Shade tour. Uh, and, uh, you know, a big a big $15 ticket at the uh, fairgrounds, not about 20 minutes from my house where I grew up. And, you know, so I got to see uh, Eric Carr and it's it was I thought the, the Sphinx laser show and stuff was fun. It's like the most stripped down that I saw. Well, I, that's not true because I've seen them do a couple acoustic shows. But in terms of like a full tour, but musically, I still think that that's the best that they ever sounded. But obviously, the productions are so much bigger other times. And it's not like I ever had, a, you know, it's not like I ever walked out and I was like, oh, I didn't really have fun. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the one time I saw the four of them on the farewell tour, I was like, oh, that probably wasn't like the the best sounding I ever saw them, but it was those guys. And I'm glad I saw it. And I, I also, you know, look, there was the internet at that point. I didn't, uh, I didn't go on uh, the next day and be like, Hey, anybody who had fun at that show is an asshole. You know? Right. Right. So. Well, yeah. It, you know, and, and they, people get things and then people hoard things and then they, they overcharge because they've got it and they think that they, you know, it, something is only worth what someone's going to pay for it. You know, it doesn't mean just because you have eight of the golden tickets from MSG that they're yeah. worth a thousand dollars a piece. It doesn't mean that. It only means what's what what you're willing to accept for it, or somebody's going to pay for it. And you know, I, I don't know. I was in amongst it all weekend long, so. Um, yeah. I think we should start talking about that. Yeah, I think no, I do. I want to dive into that. I just have uh, two questions. Uh, sorry, comments from the chat. So cut of the jib. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, was Axel better when he was showing up seven hours late and starting riots or now that he acts like he has a job? Yeah, there's times that Guns N' Roses go on early now. They'll go on like 10 minutes early. Uh, wow. So and uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great point. And uh, Carmen, a.k.a. Gina, uh, says uh, Facebook equals hate book. It's a shame that has turned out the way it is now. So, uh, yeah, so this, uh, end of the road tour, I guess, technically started in uh, 2019. And, uh, I consider myself, uh, lucky that I, I saw them, I believe each year since then, uh, I'm on a short list of people I know who actually saw them in 2020. Uh, I saw them in March, like a, a week or so before COVID hit. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was, it was close enough to that time where I was like, Oh wait, I was in a, I was at Staples center with like 30,000 people. Should I be worried? But, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, so I look back on all of it fondly and look, I agree when people are like, ah, oh, it'd be nice if they'd mix up the set list. Sure. I, it'd be great. But at the same time, it's not like that set list doesn't work. There's a reason you kind of land on that, you know? And, yeah. uh, I, I know that you got to see a, a number of these, uh, end of the road, shows while the tour has been going on but also you went to a number just recently right you you were at the same show i was you were at the hollywood bowl at the beginning of november right right i actually saw cleveland on october 22nd um which was a great show i was very fortunate to 
have been given a gift to meet Paul that night before the show. Uh, but then I we flew out to L.A. to see the Hollywood Bowl. And that was just unbelievable. That venue is so beautiful. And, uh, you know, being around all the people from all over the place uh, in L.A. was great. Um, really bizarre how when you walk in the main gate there, you have to, you know, you got to be a billy goat just to get into the, <laughs> into the yeah. venue because it's, it's an incline hill. It's um, it's crazy that there's that hill and uh, that venue has been open for, uh, I don't know, like a hundred years, I think. And they still haven't figured out the parking. They do what's called stacked parking where you're all in a row down that hill. There's other lots too. But if the car in front of you hasn't left, you can't leave either. <laughs> you have to wait for the car. And I'm just like, there has to be a better way. I'd yeah. never seen that before I moved to LA. The Greek theater does it too. But I agree with you, Rich. It's a great venue. And for me, by the time that show rolled around, I knew I wasn't going to MSG. I knew that was the last time I was going to see them. And I was like, this is the perfect place to to see them for the last time. You know, just sort of that, that uh, iconic uh, frame of the stage. They had those, uh, those, those inflatable or those statues mm -hmm. of the four members. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was great. I, I uh, could not have asked for more, uh, from that last show. And, uh, but, uh, so you had seen it in, in Cleveland and then you went to, to Hollywood. Yeah. Did you see anything between Hollywood and, and Madison square garden or did you, I did, uh, I did not, no, okay. I did not because that was when they, they did the little run there where Paul, uh, became sick. They yeah. canceled a few shows. Uh, I didn't see Indianapolis. I didn't see Chicago. Um, but, you know, we bought our tickets for MSG in February of this year. So it's been a long time. We've been holding on to those tickets. But we knew that we wanted to be there. When I was young, a teenager, and I was reading my you know rock magazines, and I learned that Kiss was from New York City, um, I had always dreamt of seeing them at Madison Square Garden. Um, it just was this famous place that I had heard of growing up. And I thought, man, one day it would be really cool. Well, here it is 47 years later. And I finally had the chance to do that. And it's just one of those things. I'm a real big believer in the law of attraction and positive thinking. And you, 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 what you think about, you bring about into your world. So if it took 47 years for me to finally see them at Madison Square Garden, it took 47 years. I was just grateful that I was able to go, that I was in those crowds, uh, because I'll tell you, the air in that building is different um, than most other places where I've seen Kiss. Um, it was just a different animal. Um, people were very excited about being there. You know, they gave out these little wristbands that lit up during the show. And you you may or may not see them in that photo that you've got there. We we took a while to get to our seats on for the Friday night show. By the time we got there, someone had had taken our wristbands. So I didn't even I didn't even oh, have no. one to participate. You know, that's how stupid it gets. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to steal this guy's wristband and sell it. You yeah. Know? But, um, you know, okay, I'll take my wristband. You'll get 10 bucks. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, um, but, uh, I, I, the shows in, in New York city from the, from the moment we touched down, got on the train and took it into the city with a friend of mine who I've known for 30, 35 years. Um, he was our tour guide for the day. We, we walked 12 miles just on Thursday, going to different kiss sites, 23,000 steps on our, you know, that we nice. put on our bodies, just going around to different things. And 
the excitement surrounding it, you know, uh, the pop-up store, the lighting of the Empire State Building, the, the newspaper wraparounds, the cookies, you know, the cabs, the flash tattoos. Now just think about any other time you've seen Kiss. And I'll go back to Dynasty when I saw them the first time. There wasn't anything given. There wasn't anything you could go do. But it's so again, I'm, I'm, I'm rewinding back to what people feel they're entitled to or what they feel like they lost out on. Yeah. Because there was more shit to do with this kiss weekend than ever in their career, in my opinion. And people still weren't happy about it. You know, <laughs> and that's the crazy thing. That's like the that's where I get embarrassed. You know, I get embarrassed um, to be in the kiss army and with these people that that say they're KISS fans and and they just can't be simply happy for anything. I would have been happy just going to the shows without getting a cookie, a newspaper, <laughs> or a, a temporary, what a tattoo. I would have been fine because I did it for 47 years. Yeah. You know, but not everybody lives the way that I do. I understand that. We're, that's why we're all different. That's why, you know, it, it's, it's the human race. But um, I'm telling you, man, I know you're a New York fan. Uh, you've been in that city a lot. Um, if you've never seen a show uh, at MSG, I just felt the, the air was thicker. There was excitement in the air. Um, everybody was there because they knew something special was going to happen. So, yeah, I had to listen through Say Yeah for two straight nights. I don't get it. <laughs> You know, yeah, I know. At, 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 at least switch in modern day Delilah on yeah, the second yeah. night. Give me modern day Delilah. <laughs> you know, give me one song, one new song each night and play the rest of the set the same way. I'm still happy. Right. But it I didn't agree. happen. So you know what? <laughs> I was there because I'm simply a KISS fan. I'm not there because, oh, when they did Dynasty, they came out with flashy colors and it wasn't cool. I've heard that shit, you know, yeah. or when they did the outer, they cut their hair and they did all this. You know what? It was still kiss for me when I was growing up. It's all I had. It was what I clung to and escaped with. You know what? And that's how I looked at this weekend. This weekend was the fulfillment of a lifelong journey for me. I was the 15 year old kid that you know, got his dream to come true by going to see his favorite band in their hometown at the most famous venue in the world. Yeah. And there's something about, uh, I've seen, uh, obviously, I mean, I've, uh, I haven't lived in New York in 20 years now, but I've seen so many shows there and, you know, you hear that it's actually, it's a tough place to, uh, you know, to turn a profit compared to other venues in New York because of uh, union regulations and a lot of things about the venue, but so many people just want to play there. And obviously it was the only place that made sense for kiss to play their last show. Yeah. And you know, I, there definitely I can. Uh, there was definitely a, a notion in my mind somewhere that uh, that it's like, oh, I, I should try and go. But uh, you know, by the time it got closer, like I said, I knew I wasn't going to go. But uh, it looked like uh, people were having a great night, and I know that 
you posted, I think the, the, not even the last show, the, so the second to last show, you said that it, it was really there in, in the air and people, there was like excitement and that wasn't even the last show, you mm -hmm. know? So, mm -hmm. uh, what's the, the day like going into the last show, even knowing, I mean, yes, there was always, maybe some people were holding out, uh, hope that, uh, you know, but, uh, both Ace and Peter and Kiss. So everyone said that they would not be in the show. Bruce Kulick said, no, you know, they never asked me and it's fine. You know, that's not, that's not what they're trying to do. So, you know, I mean, I think that uh, people were probably, uh, you know, uh, there were people that were hoping that they were going to get to see them, but even I would say the majority of people, this is my point, knew that they weren't going to be there, but I, I don't, I don't know. You feel like there was still so much excitement, right? I mean, even knowing that they wouldn't be there. Yes. Yeah. Because, okay. I've had a band for 30 years. And I've had many people come through this band. You know, people change, people move on, people get fired, things happen. You know, um, we've all been in relationships. Now, just think about it like this. Say you have your high school sweetheart, you guys are married for nine years, and then it doesn't work out. You get remarried again, then you have a party at your house. You're going to throw this big party. Are you going to invite your ex-wife <laughs> to the party just because she was your ex-wife? No, I mean, it's... That's, that's as simple as I can explain it. Yeah. There, let's just say Mr. Speed plays its last show and we play at, at some famous venue. We get lucky and we get a show. Do you think I'm going to invite the people back that I have the biggest problems with and that shit talk me to this day on the Internet, but don't have the guts to do it to my face? No way. No way. There's, it's never going to happen. So I understand the business of what KISS is to some extent. You know, it's, you just, there was 50 years of KISS. There was every incarnation. If you wanted to see them with Vinnie Vincent, you had Creatures Tour and you had Lick It Up. Yeah. If you wanted to see them with Bruce Kulick, you had Animalize Through Revenge to see them, Okay. I don't feel sorry for you that you didn't get your grit, your wish granted at Madison Square Garden. You know, I, I think it's about, it's about being appreciative for what you have in front of you right now. You know, um, it, I don't know how else to describe it, my friend. It was just, no. It, I yeah. I mean, and, and by the way, to your point about, uh, you know, specifically uh, Ace and Peter, you know, I mean, it wasn't, that long ago that you could have seen both of them or for a little while, one or the other, depending yeah. on, you know, who was in good standing. Uh, you know, there, there, there was a good, you know, four, four years where you were able to see them. And so if you didn't go then, then, uh, you know, that's, that's your missed opportunity, but, uh, you know, and I mean, I don't know. It, it's like having heard Ace be asked about it. It was like, I don't think he really wanted to. And I don't think they wanted to try and figure out, you know, like, does Tommy stand there in the makeup and then Ace doesn't have the makeup? Is he going to want Tommy to walk off stage? It's just like, you know, what's easier. Just uh, let's, let's just not try and do it. You know, we've, yeah, uh, you know, I, it, these guys, and, and I'm going to give all the credit to Paul because Paul never lost focus of the band the entire time he was in, yeah. you know, while Gene was running off and doing these lame movies and whatnot in the eighties <laughs> and thinking that he had to get involved in all this other garbage, you know, Paul stayed the course. Now, whether or not, he did the right thing by the band through all that. He at least stayed focused on what was in his heart. I know a lot of people give the guy shit. Um, 
I don't know Paul personally. We're never going to sit down and have lunch together. But being someone who fronts a band and leads a band, as I do, I know the dynamics involved with um, what it takes to keep things moving in a positive direction for the people who are coming to see you. And I'm, I'm never going to go backwards with somebody who's caused problems, not once, but twice. Okay. It wasn't just one time that they walked away and said, I can do this better than you. And then didn't, it was twice that they did it. Now just think about that. You know, um, for me, it's, it's just about giving your fans the best thing that you can give. And Tommy and Eric gave Gene and Paul the best ammunition to take the band kiss out on the road around the world for years. You know, they showed up, they did their job and they didn't have to worry about these guys. And the same culture is true within my band. We show up at the venue. I don't have to open my mouth. My band gets inside. They know their job. They get to work. We play the show and we make people happy. It's the same. It's very, very simple human uh, behavior. But a lot of people don't want to play. You know, they just they feel like they're, again, entitled. They're worth more, this, that and the other thing. Um I celebrated my fanaticism for KISS last weekend in New York City. You yeah. know, um, would I have liked to have seen a, a different scenario? Sure, in a perfect world, I'd have rather seen a revolving stage and then have costume changes and, you know, things like that and have people come out. Oh, my God, we're doing this. Oh, my God, we're doing that. But it's not my call. So I went to celebrate KISS, you know, with what's in my heart and in my soul. And quite frankly, I didn't give a rat's ass what the person next to me was thinking. I was only cared about, I only cared about myself. And yeah. I had a ball. I had one of the best times I've ever had. And I've seen him, like I said, 71 times. And, and it was just, I think it was just a culmination knowing that I appreciate what they did for 50 years. Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, Destroyer through The Elder through revenge. I, I was there for all of it, you know, and I, I just wanted to celebrate the music that I love with the band that I love. Yeah. And to uh, what you were saying a, a moment ago, uh, by the way, I think that uh, Peter Chris is somebody who would uh, be quick to point out that, uh, you know, he hasn't performed. He's older than the rest of them. So he's, I don't know, he's like 78. He doesn't, he doesn't drum anymore. You know, I mean, you could argue that like, why does he come out and sing Beth? But it's like, he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't even do interviews, you know? And so I'm thinking that for a lot of people who felt like this last show wasn't what they wanted, they should go and watch the MTV unplugged because that had the, you know, that the current band at that time. And then Ace and Peter came out for a few songs and it's like, great, mm -hmm. you can, you can celebrate it that way. And uh, that's one of my uh, favorite recordings of the band too. Uh, I don't, I don't always love uh, acoustic versions, but I think that the, those songs worked really well. And uh, I, I, I like that, but it's, yeah. So it, I, I think that uh, your point is that in general, people feel entitled and then, Kiss fans seem to feel like, well, I spent, you know, money on a ticket, so I'm entitled to more than the band is willing to give me. And it's like, well, no, I mean, you knew what you were getting. You knew whenever you bought a ticket, even if you bought it, you know, I heard about people who were able to find tickets for the last two shows 
you know, like an hour before showtime and they were, you know, much more affordable than they had been. Even up until that minute, you knew you were getting Tommy and Eric. So, you know, yeah. you don't get to complain. Like we have a where were Ace and Peter. They told you they weren't going to be there, <laughs> you know? So uh, don't be uh, that upset. But the, uh, the entitlement uh, of course comes into something that you referenced. Uh, and I know that you have some props there that, uh, that you wanted yeah. to show up. Yeah. Uh, and explain what uh, what those are, and then uh, I actually uh, was able to find an image. Uh, I believe yeah. this might actually be from someone's eBay listing, but I'm going to show it anyway. Uh, yeah. So you know, okay. So let me rewind real quick. In 1979, when I first saw Kiss on the Dynasty tour, I was in the fifth row. Okay, I had no idea that during Rock and Roll All Night, a mirror ball in the center of the floor opened up. And they blew Kiss Army sponges out onto the crowd. I had no idea that even took place. I left the show, went home with my tour book full of confetti. I was beyond thrilled that I had just seen what I, what I, what I saw. Okay. Walking out the other night. Now, I was dressed up for the last show in my Paul Stanley Star Child uh, costume. Um, we had heard through the wind that something was being given away, you know? So we kind of wanted to go check it out. We had no idea what it was, uh, but a friend of ours texted us and said, they're giving something out. Maybe you guys might want to go upstairs. So we made our way up the steps and we walked out just like we did on Friday night through the exact same door. And there was a crowd of people there going by a table. People were handing these black boxes out, you know? I walked by, because again, I'm in seven inch platform shoes. I'm not running anywhere. I'm not trying <laughs> right. to beat somebody out of line. I'm walking like a normal human being in platform boots. And this kid hands me a black box. And then two New York ushers say, you can't stand here, get out of the building. And they pushed us out of the building. So that was literally how it went for us leaving the show. But it wasn't until I got to a bar two blocks away after the show to celebrate with some friends, what was even in that box, okay? And now it's become this firestorm because MSG staffers stole boxes and they're selling them on eBay. Um, people took eight, nine, 10 of them, uh, all this. You know what? I didn't see anybody taking more than one or being given more than one. And it happened so quickly I was just lucky. And my wife and I, we each got one. So yeah, I haven't even taken them out of the box <laughs> since I got home yeah. um, because I'm still on cloud nine from the entire weekend of being uh, there in New York City and being a part of, of um, something that I think was just super cool to be a part of. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's the sort of thing that, uh, I'm not quite sure how people are able to be mad at the band because these really cool things, these very cool keeps keepsakes were given away. And, uh, you know, I didn't see them 71 times. I saw them probably about 20 and, uh, they never gave anything away at any no, of them. So no. the, the idea that they thought let's give these away. And then look, if people who work at the garden, uh, start trying to figure out uh, that we better hang on to these, that's, uh, that's not really the band's fault, you know? So you could be right. mad at, you could be mad in general, but yeah. yeah, the, the reactions I'm having, it's like, how is it Paul and Jean's fault 
that you didn't get one of these gold tickets. It's, it's, you know, an usher who had like a Santa sack full of them when he was walking out, you know, mm-hmm. to, to go on the subway to go home. But uh, it's, it's such a cool looking thing. And, you know, look, I wasn't there, so I, I don't need to buy one for $700, but uh, I'm glad you were able to get one. Uh, well, you got two actually. So yeah. I'm glad you got them. Um, you know, you know Christian, and, and yeah, for me, for me, it's, I, I felt like, boy, it'd be really cool if we got something like the I was there button that they gave away for the recording of a live two. Like, you oh, know, sure, I met yeah. a, I met a guy from San Diego there last weekend who was at two of those three shows, the forum in 77. And he has two of those. I was there buttons. Now he got them at the shows. So, you know, I had thought to myself prior, boy, it'd be really awesome if they gave away like a button or a sticker or a something. I had no idea it was going to be this. And yeah. So I was just grateful that some kid handed me a black box wrapped in plastic and I kept walking, you know, and uh, I do truly feel bad for the fans that um, would really love to have one. I truly honestly do. But you know what? Like we just said, 70 of my kiss shows, I didn't get shit. (laughs) Nobody was given, there was nothing and, and everybody was okay. So you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, Look, it's, I, when I saw them in 2019 at the start of this tour, I got this shirt. You know how much? It was $75. Okay. I yeah. didn't get anything for free. So. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, and so I know that that's become a huge bone of contention with KISS fans on social media. And there's one guy he wants to file a class action lawsuit against somebody. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you'll waste more money in lawyer's fees trying to get one of these things that you'll never get, you know, if it's meant to be, you'll end up with one at some point in your life. Right. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and I think that this is a picture you posted this. I believe this is after, I, I don't know. I just, I love this. Cause it's like the look on somebody who just had the time of his life. I, I yeah. Have you ever seen those little carriages with the bicycles on front? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I'm in the back of one of those <laughs> going, to the, going oh. to the bar. Wow. Going to the bar after the show. I mean, I was singing with fans on the street. I was I one leg hanging out the side of this thing. This driver was unbelievable. The way he was maneuvering in and out of these, you know, Teslas and Mercedes. (laughs) But I'm telling you, yeah, the look on my face right there is one happy 59 year old kid. Yeah. And and by the way, I wasn't at the last show. They did uh, about a month's worth of shows, but that's pretty much what I looked like after I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. I went, uh, Will and I went with our wives. Uh, His wife had actually never seen them. So that was the first time she saw them. And uh, bless my wife. I've dragged her to, I don't know, she probably been to about 10. You know, we went to the Vegas residency and uh, you know, she, she had to talk me out of buying a ticket for like the next night of the Vegas residency. She's like, it's going to be the same show. I'm like, you clearly don't understand, but all right, we'll go, we'll go do something else that night, I guess. So, yeah. Right. But right. you know, and it, yeah, it was, it was just, it was such a great night and it was fun. And, uh, you know, I'm, by the way, I'm not complaining that, uh, I saw them whatever it is. So each year on the, uh, on the end of the road tour, I was, you know, I, the Hollywood Bowl show was great. I uh, I was lucky enough to uh, to get uh, comp seats to see them in Chula Vista, down uh, near the Mexican border, south of San Diego, and uh, so I was uh, I was much closer. That's probably my favorite time I saw them on the tour because of where I was. But 
each one of them has has been a great night. And like I said, it's not like I was walking out of the revenge tour thinking like, oh boy, I think that they're losing it. That was a great night too, you know. Oh, so that was unbelievable. Yeah. And let's rewind back to the Hollywood Bowl, Christian. Yeah, yeah. No one knew that they were going to blow off fireworks at the end of the show. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, what uh, an unbelievable surprise that was to see, you know, the 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 half or the crescent moon, you know, uh, band shell. And then all of a sudden fireworks. It threw me back to the old bootleg videotape from Anaheim in 76 when they played oh, yeah. Anaheim Stadium. <laughs> um, you know, it was... It was just really, really something I didn't think I'd ever get to see. We didn't get fireworks in Madison Square Garden. Is somebody going to sue the fireworks company for not being there? Come on. Uh, well, now that you said it, Rich, yes, someone's like, <laughs> now they're going to sue. That's All a right, great, great idea. Maybe, maybe we will do that. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I'll take you inside Madison Square Garden. Um, my wife and I upgraded to floor seats. We were back by the soundboard. Um the corral that I called it where the, you know, Shannon Tweed was and Nick and Sophie and Evan and, you know, Amber Wilde and all these celebrities, Desmond Child and all these people are in there, you know, and all of a sudden the guy comes up to my face and it's Mark Weiss, you know, the rock photographer. He comes up and he's like, Hey, let's go take some photographs. And so I'm posing in the middle of Madison square garden in my star child outfit. And Sophie walks by and she goes, you look fabulous. You cannot put a price on those memories, you know, no. and nobody was giving me anything. She was just kind. And the funniest thing that was said to me that night was by Nick Simmons. He walks by, he grabs my arm and he goes, uncle, is that you? And I thought, <laughs> it was just hilarious. It was oh, just that's great. This interaction that I had with, you know, the families of the band, um, all because I put some effort into wearing my outfit to this last show. I mean, I had, I counted this the other day, 15 people from 15 different countries around the world knew who I was inside of Madison Square Garden. Now oh, think great. about that for a second. That's how far reaching my band Mr. Speed is. That's, um, that's pretty incredible. I had people walk up to me on the street walking. Now you've been on New York City streets how congested they can be. Yeah. And a guy ran, ran up, be, grabbed my shoulder, spun me around because my wife thought he was attacking me. And and I'm just a dude in a Kiss tribute band, man. I am nobody special. But this guy <laughs> saw me. He, he recognized me. And he's like, you're in Mr. Speed. I know who you are. Can we take a picture together? That's those, awesome. yeah. those memories mean way more to me than this. Yeah. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I was a little slow on the draw, uh, when you referenced it, but, uh, I mm -hmm. was very excited at the Hollywood bowl that they shot yeah. off these, uh, fireworks and, uh, oh you know, it was, it was, uh, it was like, I, you know, my seats were suddenly uh, much uh, closer than they seemed just, uh, <laughs> you know, yes, because it, it was so crazy. And, and by the way, this is like 25 seconds. I think it was like more than two minutes. I just filmed oh, a little easy. bit of it. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It was long. It was a long display. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, and I think it's good to, you know, you do something special for uh, LA. It's, I mean, it's where a lot of them have lived over the years. I know mm -hmm. Tommy and Eric live in Vegas now, but uh, so yeah, look, it seems like it was a great night and I loved seeing the pictures. You know, there's a lot of pictures of you with people. So I didn't want to share those on the show because I'm not sure who the people are and all that, but I loved seeing all that. And 
you know, there, you know, the show that I went to, there were definitely people that were, you know, in makeup, uh, you know, and uh, it, it seemed like everybody was just having fun. And uh, even the people who went home and, you know, got right on their keyboard, uh, they probably had fun in the moment. And then just afterwards, they decided like, well, here's a lot of things I would like to complain about now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the things that I think we have to kind of touch on is, you know, and look, it, it's the same thing to me that it's like, not everything has to be for everybody, you know, and this is that announcement at the end of the show that uh, they're going to continue, I guess, as a, as a digital avatar, basically. Oh, and of course, there's a pop-up ad as soon as I try and share this, this <laughs> B-roll of it. But that's all right. Hey, look, it's an ad for StreamYard, which is the program we're using. So it's okay. It's well, it, now's a good time to drink my drink. Yeah, there you go. But uh, in any case, uh, you know, so there's, look, and I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it, it looks kind of cool, the visuals. Uh, but I, I don't know how much interest I have in it. I would, uh, I would be interested in checking it out. You know, uh, if, if there were a press day, I'd love to go as a member of the press, but you know, it's like, it's trying something different. And I'm like, yeah, look, they're not able to do it anymore. So why not try this now? We're, you, you know, transfixed on the stage where you were able to see this happening, or is this more one of those things that you saw after the fact that, uh, no, no, announcement? Um, the, well, to be honest with you, the ending of the show the other day was the best ending of a kiss show I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you just, there was so much pyro and so much fog on the stage in the way that they engulfed the stage and you didn't see the band leave. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, it dissipated. And when I'd say there was a lot of fog, I mean, the, the smoke and CO2 and everything they were using, it went out into the bleachers. Like it went out into the A section. It was, there was that much of it. I've never right. seen that at a KISS show. Um, so they really pulled out all the stops. And then all of a sudden this, you know, the screen started lighting up. I try to live in the moment when I go to see rock shows. It's really hard when the video screen is as wide as the stage to not yeah. be transfixed on it from time to time. But I try to remember what it was like seeing them in 79 and, and you didn't have a video screen. You had to watch these human beings. Um, so it, the stage was so impressive and so cool. Um, but then when this all came on, I was like, okay, what's going on? Um, and then they almost suspended these things from the ceiling on four different angles above the crowd. And it was the faces of all four guys or four yeah. characters, you know, um, I can send you a photo that I took of Paul's face because I wasn't sure what I was looking at. They right. hadn't really, um, explained anything to anybody. And then you start as the video's playing, you start putting it all together that this is some sort of futuristic way of seeing the band. Do right. I buy into it? I, I can't say that I do. Am I interested? Yeah, sure. But I don't know if I'm going to travel anywhere to go see it or do anything like that. Like I, like I have done, like I've seen, yeah. I saw kiss at Tiger stadium. I saw kiss at Dodger stadium on the psycho circus tour. You know um, it's, I'm not going to do that for this. Um, no. And, and it's intriguing. You know, it was a few years ago. I know they, uh, you know, they did the, the Ronnie James deal hologram and uh, it was never something that uh, was convenient enough to see that. Uh, but I was, I was, it's more like, Oh, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. You know, it's not even like, Oh, I'm excited for it. And 
you know, and I, uh, you know, I, I love their version of God gave rock and roll to you. So that made the video at least fun in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, it was definitely one of those things. I'm like, oh, OK, well, I mean, I guess that's a very kiss thing to do is like, yes, the, the road has ended. But, uh, you know, we do have another road in case you're interested. But like we've already said, it's like no one has to go on that road if they don't want to. Yeah. That's not what yeah, you're interested you don't. in, you know. No, we can go back and listen to, you know, I can go back to listen to my original vinyl Destroyer album that I had as a kid. Uh, I don't need to do this. I can go yeah. back and, and I can relive everything for the past 50 years because it's all sitting right across the room from me. I can do it anytime I want to. I don't need to be upset with anybody about it. I can I can I can be that 15 year old kid again over and over and over. I don't need to go into the future like this, but it's an option if I want to. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, I and there was I guess there was the idea that they might have done like a like a sanctioned tribute where there just would be four new members. It's sort of like things that they'd alluded to before. And this just seems like a more high tech version of that. Uh, obviously, it's uh, it's good for Mr. Speed that there's not uh, a, a sanctioned kiss tribute going out there because you explained to me that it's like if the band didn't want there to be tribute bands for kiss, there wouldn't be. Right. I mean, it's, it's sort of like, a, it, or am I misunderstanding the, the way that it works? You know, I, I don't really know the way that it works. I will tell you this, whenever kiss was here in Cleveland and I was gifted the meet and greet with Paul, I specifically talked to him about Mr. Speed. That was sure. all I talked to him about. I shook his hand. I made sure that he knew my name. And that he knew that I was the guy responsible for Mr. Speed because good, bad, or indifferent. Um, I've been doing this for over 29 years now and I'm still doing it and it's okay. Nobody's coming after me. So I, I talked to him and, and I said, I understand tribute bands aren't your thing. And he looked at me and he said, no, I've just never seen a good me. And I said, well, have you seen me? <laughs> and he said, only in photos. He goes, are you on YouTube? And I said, yeah, but you know how that works. Yeah. That's we're subject to whatever somebody else wants to put out there that's come to see us play. And he goes, I'm going to look you up tonight. So I don't know whether or not he did. We took some photos yeah. together with the guitar that I got. And then he was trying to leave the room and I pulled him back into the room and I said, man, I just got to tell you something. There's a real connection between our fans and us. And I said, what we do for you guys, we do it with the utmost of respect. And he looked at me and he said, you're the connection between us and the fans. After December, you're going to have a job. I don't know what that meant. Yeah. But that's what Paul Stanley told me to my face. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm honored to do what I do. I do it with the utmost of respect. I don't care what the other guys are doing. Um, all I know is that I lead Mr. Speed a certain way. And I think we keep our nose clean. We work hard. And we treat the fans, we're fans just like them. Yeah. So if it ain't fun for us, it's not going to be fun for them. So we want to give people what everybody else isn't. You want to wear a Halloween costume? That's on you. I'm not <laughs> wearing a Halloween costume. Okay. Yeah, and, and I think that it was something you said uh, sort of at the beginning of the conversation is the the difference between a, a tribute band and a cover band. And a lot of times a cover band doesn't even just do one artist. They just play a bunch of songs from other people. And sometimes, you know, if you are a cover band 
for a band, you're just kind of getting up there and just playing stuff. But mm. uh, what what you guys do in terms of the the presentation, the costumes, I mean, I remember you telling me the amount of money you've spent on boots, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah. when when I went to that, the, so the most recent time I saw your band was that show in New Jersey. And just talking to people there, there's a, a guy who came up to me because uh, I, I had I'd been on Don Jameson's show uh, a couple days earlier. And I was like, oh, and, and I, I wore the Mr. Speed shirt. And I was like, I'm going to the show. I know you love the venue. And this guy came up to me. He's like, I saw you on Jameson's show. And I'm so glad you uh, like I made him aware of it. And he's like, this is so great. And he was just talking about how great you guys were. And, you know, this is with Kiss still being out on the road in that moment. This is what summer of 21, you mm -hmm. know? So now it's like, well, now you don't have that option. You have whatever the avatar option is. So if yeah. you want to see Kiss, uh, Mr. Speed Online is the place to go basically at this point. And uh, let's uh, take a moment and, and say what's uh, what's in store. So 2024 is the 30th anniversary. I tried to give you five extra years. So what's, uh, what's in store that you can talk about uh, for the 30th anniversary of your band, Rich? Well, we're going to hope to give um, or have the biggest year that we've ever had. As I said, everybody in the band right now is happy to be here. Uh, we're moving forward. We're going to be adding six new songs to our show from next year. We're still going to use the 1980 show as the, uh, you know, the blueprint for what we do. But part of what we like to do is play songs that the fans aren't expecting to hear. Uh, we got beat up a little bit this year by not doing Beth, but you know, for the most part, it's okay. Uh, we're not changing our stage set. We're not changing costumes. It's insanely expensive. So if anybody out there wants to finance a new stage or all new costumes, be my guest. My costume alone cost $8,000 and I'm, I'm sure there's no fan out there that wants to fork over eight grand <laughs> so that I can wear something else. Um, so we do what's within the financial means of the people that make up this band. Nobody's endorsing us. We don't even have a goddamn string endorsement, Christian. We've never wow. had that. I don't care. I don't, it, it's not really about that for us. It's, um, it's really, you know, and when I was meeting Paul, I showed him photos of our band. I showed him photos of me. He told me that I, it was well done. He looked at me and said, well done. That's I don't great. need anybody else to tell me anything. I had Paul <laughs> Stanley tell me to my face that I do a good job. When yeah. I showed him photos of our band in Freedom Hall down in um, Johnson City, Tennessee, he was impressed with the way that it looked. You know, so I'm proud of what we do. We're just going to keep doing us. We're not trying to compete with anybody. We're not trying to be better than anybody. We're just trying to do Mr. Speed whatever that is from day to day. So this will be the 30th year celebration. Um, we're going to play the best we can. We're going to try and visit as many places as we possibly can. We actually turned down a tour of Australia, if you can believe that. Oh, um, wow. Okay. That was, um, that was financially driven because it wasn't going to be worth it for us to give up the time and to go down there. Uh, because when we came back, we were going to be limited with the amount of time that we would be able to play in the States. So, you know, things like that, that the fans don't have any idea about. Um, but I guarantee you that if you come to see the band, we will make you feel welcome and we will make you feel like you did not waste your time in doing so. 
Yeah, and uh, like like I was saying, it, it's the the option of seeing Kiss uh, live is uh, is not there anymore. So uh, this is uh, this is a, a you know this is a great replacement, and uh, I've I've seen the band a few times, and uh, it, it's always fun. And yeah, there are always you know there are always a couple songs I'm like oh Kiss would never play that at least not now you know mm-hmm. and uh, you know the fact that you're in the uh, unmasked era you know means you could. Uh, you could bust out uh is that you two sides mm-hmm. of the coin you know there's so much uh and and of course my favorite shandy um but you know it's uh and i i think that as long as you know you're checking your boxes of you know love gone detroit rock city obviously rock and roll night i think in general people will be happy it would it would be like if you you know if well now you're talking about finding somebody to finance you and i i wish I wish I could because I just came up with the idea of like what would it cost for you to stage what the tour would have been if they'd toured for the elder. You know, that's what <laughs> that's what I want to try to come up with. So I'll start that Kickstarter and then I'll get back to you, Rich. I don't know how I feel like there's okay. a lot of zeros on that, but uh, it's it's gonna be worth you know, there's like 500 page books written about the elder. There would be a demand for that. You'd have to do it as like a one-off, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And see, I would, I would like to be the guy that did that because nobody else has the nutsack to go and do it. That's the thing, you know, with, with us, with the unmasked era, it's too much work. You know, everybody just wants something readily made so that, Oh man, let me just throw this on. It's cool. Yeah. Let's go. I'm a kiss tribute band. We don't, we don't look at it like that. We, we do our own thing. You can't buy our costumes anywhere except for the jean costume. Um, but the other ones, no, they're all custom made, you know, by people that we find. It's, it's yeah. hard work to do this stuff and maintain it. So, but that's where the sense of pride comes in for being in Mr. Speed because we're not like everybody else. Right. So, and I think, I think that's the important thing. It's not like everybody else. Uh, Mr. Speed online is a place to find it. And uh, I know over uh, recent years, I know you put out uh, some original music uh, that you uh, put together. Where can people find that rich? They can find that under my name with uh, Apple music and iTunes and maybe even Spotify. I'm not sure, but I know it's on the first two that I mentioned. I have five songs under the name, rich Kosak. And actually one of them is my homage to Ace Fraley. It's called celestial guy. Oh, okay. I get to work with some of my my friends, some of my heroes, like uh, Tracy Ferry, who is in Striper, and in Boston, John Humphrey, who is in Seether and the Nixons. Um, these guys play on some songs when I ask them to help me out. Um, I also have some friends over in Europe that have played in other Kiss tribute bands that play drums on some of my songs. Uh, local friends here that do backup vocals. So it that was one of the two things that I got out of the pandemic, Christian learning how to read more and getting into who Rich is as his own musical person. Shedding well, that skin. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I want to wish Rich, you, your family and everyone out there a Merry Christmas, of course. Oh. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's uh, one of the best holidays of the year, of course, is, uh, is Christmas, And I think, uh, uh, don't, but, uh, you know, nobody should be looking for a, a, a gold-plated ticket in their stocking. Uh, not even Santa has those, unfortunately. But, yeah. uh, Rich, it's always great to get to chat with you. I was so excited for you to have been at that show at those ball ball of those shows at the garden it just looked like you were having fun i was like oh i definitely this was the perfect opportunity to get you back on the show and uh i hope uh we have a chance to talk again soon 
I I do periodically always look when when you you know you post that there's a new date for Mr. Speed. I always click on through, and I'm like, all right, no one on the West Coast, but uh, I check. I always keep you in mind. I want you to know. So well, uh, the first show of next year is going to be in Idaho. I know it's not in L.A., but it's it's at least close to the west coast it, it is it is closer yeah you were in washington state at one point over the last couple of years and my sister lives in seattle and i was like how do i uh try and uh, finagle a visit but uh it just didn't work <laughs> out but uh mrspeedonline.com that's where you can find uh all of your kiss needs that seems to just be the place right i mean i know there's a facebook group and stuff but just yeah, go to the website yeah. seems we like actually have a real website which i'm really yeah. proud of yeah we do the social media stuff too but you can find the band through mrspeedonline.com that's our official website well, uh, thanks again to uh, Rich and thanks to uh, everybody uh, who was watching live and uh, watching the archive. Leave your comments on this video and uh, on the uh, audio version. You can always find that wherever you find podcasts. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, and uh, we will be back with uh, more fun next time. But that will be next time on the Blackcast. <laughs> Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. Rising up, back on the street, did my time, took my chances, went the distance, now I'm back on my feet, just a man and his will to survive, so many times it happens too fast, you change your passion for glory, don't lose a grip on the dreams of the past, you must fight just to keep them alive, it's the Eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the night Rising up to the challenge of arrival And the last no survival Chose Все, ребята, я сдулся The Christian, great Christian Blatt Yes, go to the Blattcast and subscribe there Because uh, I'm sure all of you are already subscribed to Who are these podcasts Mr. Blattcast
Cass is in the chat. Oh my God, it's Christian. It's Christian. I don't know why I said your name like that. The Bladcast, $2. Would Nicholas Gurr seated in the groom side? No. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The Bladcast. Thank you, Christian, for another $2. Should we assume the groom chose the videographer? Perhaps. Would they not let you write videographer that you had to sp space it out like that? We have so many heathens now. I'm reading out all of them. I'm sorry, all y'all. Uh, we got one gifted to Lesser Logic, one to the Black Cast. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch got lucky this time, Christian. How do we kick a heathen out? No, I'm just kidding. He's one of the most OG heathens that have ever heathened. This is my friend, Christian. He This... This little fucker does know oh, who I am. Oh, black cast? Yeah. Christian, I've already forgotten about you. Christian who? <laughs> this is why you're stupid, Christian. This is why you're dumb. Mickey is no tin dog. <laughs> Christian's also a huge Doctor yeah. Who fan. That moment when he was in, told to stay in the car. I'm not a dog. He's the tin dog. That change of uh, him going to another planet, getting those balls. I was actually like, Mickey's hot now. That's just toxic femininity or masculinity. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He gets all masculine and he turns freaking hot. How dare I? How dare we find masculine men hot? That's crazy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Christian. Can you please call Christian Blatt after this and explain yeah. to him <laughs> quality control? <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. We're fighting for our right to live the way we need to, to exist in a festive world for 55 to 57 full days. And the Bladcast showing up, my buddy Christian. I'd like to announce that Eric Zane and I will no longer be discussing Quincy reruns on who are these broadcasters <laughs> this well, week, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell Europe. you one place you can do it, Christian. Go to onemike.net, subscribe to the Patreon. Real quick to um, uh, the Bladcast, Christian Blad, him and Eric Zane host who are these broadcasters on the Who Are These Podcast YouTube channel. Hello. I'm Conrad Bain. What's the matter, Senor Luigi? You look a little nervous. I'm very nervous. No invite. <laughs> Who are you, Christian Bland? We're Christian, you are, you're a talker. No, you're like the I worst broadcast ever. Well, this has been the Blackcast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> not a good game <laughs> but you haven't heard christian blatt do it <laughs> oh, that's true i forgot christian blatt did that with us the blatt cast so thank you christian how is it that wendy is so much so better at this than stud joe chad and kevin brennan whoa hacka hackers as pissed off as Vinny is at you yeah you yeah, should yeah. be at christian blatt and eric <laughs> this one came in from uh, my buddy christian blatt the blatt cast thank you for the 199 christian uh cardiff grab your guitar to play whole lot of rosie Mousies? The Bloodcast 199. Who's had more hands up their bum? Chad or Tukey? Chad. Thank you, Bloodcast. Bloodcast. The Bloodcast is 100% right. Uh, the Bloodcast. The Bloodcast. The Bloodcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see, the Bloodcast. Whoop de doo. We're watching it. We got no Wi Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Bloodcast. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more than 500 last time I checked. Totally forgot. I am doing the Bloodcast tomorrow. Uh, the Bloodcast, 499. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tookie loves you all more than a friend. I love Tuki. Yay! <laughs> hacka hacka! I'm so excited! Try anything in your cancel, bro. Let's see! <laughs> oh, yeah! I was uh, 
sent down from Washington, D.C. to see about these murders. See what about him? See who's doing it. Mickey is no tin dog. <laughs>